Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Oh, welcome to the Along Came a Writer Show. I'm your host, Linda Kozar. I'm an author interviewing fellow authors. It, and it's fun. <laughs> And I can't wait for you to meet uh, the author I'm interviewing today, Amanda Cleary Eastep. And she's not related to Beverly Cleary. That would have been one of my first questions, but she makes it clear. <laughs> and she wishes she were. <laughs> she is, however, a children's author, and The Tree Street Kids is her debut series, Moody Publishers 2021 and 22. Her children's writing has been published in Ladybug, The Friend, um, Sunday School Curriculum, and at Story Warren. As a longtime writer, she's contributed to Christianity Today, um, Think Christian, and many other print and online publications. She's a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and she leads writing workshops at her local teen center. When she's not writing, she's also the Senior Developmental Editor at Moody Publishers in Chicago, working closely with authors to help shape Christian nonfiction books in the areas of Christian living, church and ministry, and personal and spiritual growth. Welcome to the show, Amanda. That was long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Linda. I, I, I hopefully will be a little more brief than that. <laughs> That's it. That's all we need to know. The show's over. <laughs> well, I know. We just needed to know about you. That's all. <laughs> but you have these really cute books, and and. Let's see, I see that you're going to have four of them. I mean, you have Jack versus the Tornado, which I'm fascinated with tornadoes, so you grab me there. Oh. Um, the Hunt for Fang, Lions to the Rescue, and Four is a mystery title because it hasn't yes. you haven't thought of it yet. <laughs> because, right, because it is a mystery. No, I actually have been working on it recently, so... Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it, but uh, not quite ready to to share what that's about yet. But I have been, I, I knew from the very beginning when I proposed the series, they had asked me to, Moody had asked me to propose for, for books, and these are middle grade books, so for ages pretty much 8 to 12, um, when they asked me to propose the different, you know, ideas for each book, I, I knew from the beginning I wanted the fourth one to be um, a mystery. I'm, I'm, I really love mysteries, although I don't necessarily read them, but I, I'm a huge fan of British mysteries and I love watching them and, you know, devour those. But, and I, I was listening to your podcast, I think it was in December with Ramona Richards. Oh, yes. And yeah. She was, yeah, she was talking. That was fascinating. I, I thought I should, I should really start, um, you know, listening to some podcasts about mystery and uh, she, that was fascinating. That was a really good podcast because she talked about that her characters always needed to be in some kind of peril. And I got, I kind of got a kick out of that because one of the ways I had described on my website described these books, um, the tree street kids series is that the kids are usually in some kind of mild peril. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, my theory, because one of the things I write are cozy mysteries, uh, my theory is there's a mystery in every book. I don't care if you're writing historical fiction, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, of course, nonfiction excluded, but 
<laughs> but, um, you know, in every fiction book, there's mystery. There's a little bit of romance. You know, there's just a little mm-hmm. bit of everything with the kitchen sink. Except when you want to include right, the kitchen. Because, <laughs> right. As the, as the plot's unfolding, there is, um, there is that sense of anticipation, what's going to happen. And, and for kids, that's, you know, adult readers have more patience with you know, how things yes. unfold. The pacing in the children's book is a little bit different. So, you've got to keep, yeah, you've got to keep them, especially in this age, you know, of um, instant gratification. Um, you need to, to just keep them, um, you know, entertained or, you know, keep their attention at all times. Right. I'm right. sorry, and somebody got lower, and I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's um, – and, and there's different ways of doing that. I mean, I, I like to use humor um, just uh, and just the interaction and just kind of those little things that, you know, kids, kids do dialogue. That, those things keep the kids interested as well, too. So. Yeah. And um, one of the things I read on your website is um, you asked a question, is this clean fiction? Can you kind of explain to our listeners what clean fiction is? Right. You know, that that's a term that I came across oh a few years ago and I haven't I haven't really seen that a lot lately, but I belong to just some different Facebook groups where and it doesn't necessarily even have to be fiction that's from a Christian perspective or but I think what a lot of parents are looking for is something that they really don't have to quote unquote worry that maybe even a topic is going to come up that, that they would rather introduce to their children. They would rather talk about Um, because there's, I would say even several years ago, I'm a, I was a big reader and still am of young adult fiction. So that's about 13 Mm -hmm. to 17. Um, and and you could, especially as, as you would get into the, the upper YA, young adult, you could, you know, there, there might be sexual content, there might be drug use, there might be some language, yeah. something like that. So that was almost expected that that could happen in that age, in that age group. But your middle grade readers, your middle grade um, books, your, your picture books, those were usually not anything you... That, that might set off, you know, a red flag for a parent. Um, but that's changed. That's, that's changed drastically. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and not that those, not that there shouldn't be, you know, relevant topics or um, serious, you know, plot lines, all those things. But, um, but clean usually means there's, there's no language. I guess it would be kind of like a G rating in movies. Um, yeah. But again, and, and, for parents to read the books their kids are. Oh, boy. Definitely. Um, well, I mean, uh, writing in the Christian uh, market, as I do as well, I mean, we do keep it clean for the most part. <laughs> some, mm-hmm. some people go a little to the edge of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> of that market. Right. Um, I just, I just uh, don't want to disappoint my readers. You know, and and nothing works against you more than if you disappoint your readers and they open your book not expecting to see something that 
bothers them um, mm-hmm. or disturbs their faith, uh, you know, then they they don't want to read your work anymore after that. So um, I think it's good to be very careful about that and to protect mm-hmm. to protect that trust. So that's that's awesome. Well, let's talk about your books. I'm excited. Let's talk oh, about yeah, the tornado good. one first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Jack versus the Tornado is book one and um it's it's so the the series is set in the nineteen nineties, which is is really kind of nice, you know, especially as we're talking about um it, you know, there's that nostalgia I think for parents who would read with their kids because a lot of them would have grown up in the nineties. Um, of readers, this, uh, their kids would be about the age for for these books. And so it's the 90s, you know, you don't have, uh, the kids don't have cell phones. A lot of people didn't even have home computers. And if, if you did, the kids, you know, they weren't on them all day long. They just weren't connected to the internet like they are now. Right. So that really has been just a fun time for me that's when I raised my kids. It's been a fun time for me to go back to that. And it really allows for the characters to still have some, some autonomy, some, uh, some independence. They, they can't Google anything. <laughs> they can't call home. Only, only one of the characters has his little walkie talkie. So his mom's always you know, like in contact with him, but that, you know, there's the element of humor there. And, um, so that's so the '90s is nice. So Jack versus the Tornado is basically almost like an origin story. Each of the books can stand alone, but it really is. We did number them because it's, 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 it, they do kind of follow a sequence as well. So right. Jack, this is his origin story. Yeah, he's the main character. It's uh, everything's written in first person from his perspective. Although in each book, I do try to bring one of the other main tree street kids forward a little bit more and let me let me pause a second um do you feel mm-hmm. more comfortable writing in first person as opposed to third or you know because writers do have their preferences mm-hmm. i as i've written uh different things over the years i've done both and i i wrote a couple other manuscripts early on that uh, i haven't done anything with but those were in first person so i think I do have a comfort level, but with it, but it was a challenge, you know, I'm like, can I write from the, <laughs> the, the perspective of a 10 year old boy? Let's see. Oh, well, and but, a male uh, too. That's, you know, it's like, right. Yeah, a right. Child and a male. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, some of it's that my family has very, you know, sophomoric humor and we're, I think we're just kind of childlike anyway. So that may help. Um, <laughs> That that could be part of it. I did, when I proposed the books, I did, um, when I pitched, I gave samples both from the third person and the first person just to get people's feedback and see, uh, especially the publishers, to see what they thought was working. And we, we did decide to go with the first person, although that is, you know, it's a little limiting too, but um, the readers know what they're going to get with each book. So they don't have to make any kind of shift with with characters in particular but jack is yeah. he's living on the farm with his, his family and his grandparents and for his 10th birthday he gets the worst present ever he has to move and so they move to the suburbs and so it's it's really about him trying to he he just cannot accept that that they've moved to the suburbs he wants to go back to the farm and he kind of comes up with this 
this plan to get his family back to the farm. And then there's just some big obstacles that stand in his way of doing that. And one is tornado season. <laughs> so this is where the tornado comes in. And, uh, and I based part of that on a couple, because I lived out in the country when I was a kid. And I based the story, part of that, on my experiences with being in a tornado. So That was my, that was that was my question. Because, you know, I mean, you write a little bit of yourself and whatever you write, you know, I mean, that's, For sure. that's what you do as writers. But, <laughs> so, um, so tell us about, tell us about that experience. Well, the, the, the first one, and, and I'll, and this will be a spoiler alert, but I don't think there's kids listening, so it'll be okay. But um, <laughs> the, the first experience we had, we were coming back, uh, driving down the country road, coming back from a, um, a reunion, and I, I, I do explain all of these on, on a blog post that I wrote about this, but the the one that really works its way into the book is we had, um, we lived out in the middle of five acres, and everything around us was, was cornfields also, but um, there was a bad storm, tornado warning one night, and this was back, I don't know, in the 70s or so, and you know, we were down in the basement, and when we got up in the morning, the barn that my grandfather and my dad had built was gone. It was just annihilated, and the and it wasn't that far from the house, but it, the house only had some shingles missing. It, so that always fascinated me about tornadoes that they could just be so close to one building and not touch it, and and something else could be completely, you know just annihilated so it's like so, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fascinating fascinating uh, yeah. weather systems for sure yeah so um so you um added that to jack versus the tornado he's um when you say versus what is mm-hmm. his uh, what is his part in the versus the tornado does he see right. it it's his... kind of that right it's kind of that man versus nature if if you want to go back yeah. to those kind of literary terms mm-hmm. but it's also very much man versus himself in this one so it's it's jack feeling um there's there's a lot of themes of there's biblical themes but there's also just kind of life themes of uncertainty and and, and a tornado is just really a metaphor for things that we don't know, you know, like we were just talking about, we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what it's going to, to, um, to destroy. And it really, what happens with the tornado is that um, there's a couple encounters that he has with uh, tornado season over the course of the story. And um, so what he's, what he's really fighting is that the tornado ends up taking away something that's precious to him. And so how does he, how does he come back from that? How does he, um, you know, it foils his plans like nothing else could to get back to the farmhouse. Um, so there's there's a lot of things happening there. And then there's another encounter that he has um, later in the story where he, um, it's more of a phys- physical, oh, my gosh, there's a tornado. I see it. I, there's people I need to protect. And and so then it takes on a whole different kind of battle for him. And you know you can look back, like you said, um, biblically. Um, I think Job's children were 
killed by a tornado, mm-hmm. some say, you know, and then was it Elijah or Elisha who God heard God's mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. in a whirlwind, a tornado? Yeah. yeah. And then, I of course, we grew up. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and then we grew up, um, we grew up watching The Wizard of Oz. That's the first time I saw mm-hmm. uh, a tornado. I mean, they would capture tornadoes sometimes uh, for you to see on television, but um, that's that's the scary one, you know. And I think people mm-hmm. are um, have a right to be afraid of them. So, and especially Absolutely. you know, from a family perspective, I think this is really, um, you know, kids kids are really going to love this. <laughs> have you had yeah, and nothing. Yeah, and when I say that he loses something precious, it's not. There's, there's, I, nobody dies in book in in my books or um, anything like yeah. that. Not, not, not so far. Um, you know, that kind of loss may may come at some point that the kids have to go through. But um, in in this book, that that nothing that serious happens. But enough, you know, their kid size challenges. Um, as I would say, not that kids don't have some really huge or, or terrible challenges in life, but in these books, it's more, um, I, I wanted the books to be lighthearted, but but real, um, but also kind of a little, maybe a little bit of an escape, especially with everything that's been going on, and talk about a year of uncertainty. I mean, I I feel like, these books coming out now, which isn't great for an author to have books released, you know, during a pandemic and post pandemic and all of that. But um, kids have had just a crazy unprecedented year for, and it's been like that for adults too. So I, I hope they, they get to laugh and, and also enjoy just, um, just something that's a little more lighthearted. Well, yeah, because especially when times are tough, you want to escape and you want to read mm-hmm. something more lighthearted because you've had enough of the other stuff. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we better move on. Time's, time's just ticking away. Um, the Hunt for Fang. Let's talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack's next right. Yes. So at this point, and I should say the Tree Street kids um, are made up of uh, Jack, who who came in uh, to the picture late because he was new to the neighborhood, and his little sister Midge, and then the the Tree Street kids that were already established were uh, Ellison. He lives uh, on Oak Street. This is where the Tree Street kids came from. Um, and then there's Roger and Ruthie, and so they live on Pine and Maple. And they were the original Tree Street kids who welcomed uh, Jack and Midge, his little sister, uh, into into their group. But so he's a little more. Um, he's he's made his friendships. He's he's used to his his um, his new neighborhood. And now we introduce. Um, he he gets his boundaries start to expand a little bit. And the theme of this book is stewardship of of the earth and creation. And what are my territories? You know what belongs to God. What is mine? What is my neighbor's? And um, so there's a, an, again a little bit man versus nature here. And then I introduce uh, Buzz Rublax, the bully. Um, the kids go to a survival camp that is at the church, and then they end up needing those skills because somebody gets lost in the woods um, in, in the vast forest preserve that surrounds their, their neighborhood. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to ask, um, now the bully, all kids have to deal mm-hmm. with bullies. How did you handle mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I... 
I really drew a lot from, you know, like we mentioned before, we've all had experiences with bullies. Um, my, uh, I drew from my, my kids' own experiences. So I really looked at it. I suppose in, in, this, in this book, it's, it's more the, the, the kind of encounters that most people have at some point where some kid just starts deciding you're the target, they're going to pick on you. Um, and the personalities really develop too, because we're not really sure what, what Buzz's, um, deal is. He, he thinks he owns the, the forest preserve nearby. He thinks he runs the park that's nearby the kids. And Jack is trying to navigate how to, um, how to deal with Buzz. But at the same time, Midge, who's younger, is ready to go, you know, uh, into, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just, she's funky and like ready to she doesn't care how big you know how big Buzz is <laughs> like that. So I really just drew from from my own experiences. When we I think when we talk about bullies today, it, it's it's really different than how even oh, my yeah. kids grew up. Is is miserable and we know how miserable it can be. I was picked on all through grade school. I mean, it was miserable. Um, yeah. And it was hard to avoid it. You really can't. Um, today, it just seems like it, it almost turns on some level more, maybe at sometimes more violent or so. I know it just seems different today. I, I'm not really, you know, there's cyberbullying, all these things that you hear about. But at the heart of it, it's really just trying to figure out you know, is there is there some kind of middle ground? Is there um, is this other child hurting? Is there? I mean, I've made friends with bullies. One of my bullies became my best friend. So it's like, can can that happen? Is a is a child just hurting and they're picking on somebody because they're, or or is this, you know, is there a deeper issue here? Um, they usually so, have a motivation. Yeah. Right. right. So. So this is more the way I deal with it is more kind of the, the the kind of encounters most all of us have had at some point in our childhood. Well, I think people um, kids will definitely relate to that because, like you said, the bullies are they're they're like uh, a step up for, or or down <laughs> the way you depending on the way you view it. <laughs> um, they're uh, now they just want to destroy you. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. destroy your reputation, urge you to take your life. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the bullies, you know, I'll take the bullies back when I was growing up over the bullies <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you ever wish you could go back as an adult into that situation and say, you know, who hurt you? <laughs> why, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. You know. Well, and the other thing I, we we may not not that all of us have done this, but there were there were moments where I could definitely look back, and my kids have talked about this too, where we we would have been considered bullies at some point in our life because maybe we didn't treat somebody else the way we should have, and so there's there's that kind of you know it might not have been an ongoing thing where oh this is the neighborhood bully or this is the school bully kind of um, thing but there's definitely times where as sinners we're we've treated people unkindly um, or picked on made someone feel less you know yeah yeah and then you know 
I think God usually, you know, if, if you're a believer, you know, you want God to keep you on a short leash, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. like just kind of yank you back like, mm, that wasn't cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> but, oh, we're running out of yeah. time. Um, let's talk about book three, Lions to the Rescue. And, and that one's mm-hmm. coming out, right? Um, books one and two released uh, together in uh, just in April, this past April 6th, and then books three and four will also release together in the summer of 2022. The Lions to the Rescue is, um, Jack has started his new school, and he is really, it's really about how, how can I be a good friend, and am I a good friend, and how do I make new friends but keep the, the friends I have? And, and what does that look like? So this is really about Ellison and Jack's friendship. Ellison is a big book nerd. Um, he, uh, he's, he's, um, his dad's a publisher, and he loves books, but he and Jack are really, so far, best friends. But Jack's going into new school, and, he really, and he's very sports-minded, really wants to join uh, the Lions Pee Wee football team. And, um, but does he do that? Or does he help Ellison build um, the best bookmobile bike ever? <laughs> so there's um, so there's some really uh, it's a lot about books and 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 sports and um, my my husband and I were actually I'm like no and show I'm like explain to me how a pickup game works because the kids have to practice in the yard and you know where does the wide receiver stand and where. <laughs> I've got my notebook and it's full of all these scribbles and little X's and O's and <laughs> and, and so you know, I think um, uh, it'll be fun. And you're you've picked up on another childhood issue where we come to forks in the road, you know, where mm-hmm. you feel your calling in one direction and maybe your best friend feels a calling in another direction and you kinda of grow mm-hmm. apart. You know, and that's one of those hard things you go through. Right. And so. yeah, and, and, and Ellison is, is, is uh, black and Jack is white. And so Jack's really also um, starting to see that um, Ellison is having a different experience in the suburbs than, than Jack is. So, so I, I bring that into the story as well. And, and as Ellison's reading uh, some of the, the um, the books by black authors that he he's reading and discovering, and he's trying to explain to Jack um, why, even though they're great friends, that that Ellison is feeling some things that Jack might not understand. Oh, so so the dynamics of that relationship—that's really good. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to ask: Did mm-hmm. you come up with the name Midge from Barbie's Little Sister? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Actually, and I had so much input on that name. Everybody, you know, is running names by people, and um, and uh, some of the the um, pe- my friends were like, "Oh, that's such an old-fashioned name," but that's what my my in, back in the '90s, my son's uh, friends started calling uh, my uh, younger uh, my my middle child. Uh, who was um, a little girl, <laughs> um, they, they, that was her nickname. So that was uh, the nickname that um, my son's friends gave to his little sister. And it means small. So that's where that so came from. It means small, so little mm-hmm. and small. So yeah, that, okay. right, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was just wondering and, uh, because, you know, Barbie's a little sister. I have that doll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of people do it. And actually, the Tree Street kids uh, came out of um, a discussion I had with my husband. I said, you know, I really had come up with a name for this whole series. And I said, what was that group of kids you hung out with in New Jersey? And he said, oh, they were the Tree Street Gang. And, you know, because, you know, and that's the fun thing about the this too is almost everybody if you're in a small town if you're in the city if you're in the suburbs there's always streets named after trees and so i think that that's true that can resonate across the board Mm -hmm. um definitely and no i have do they have a tree house because they are the tree street kids no no they they don't they have a very very unusual um little place that they meet very unusual um, that they, that is discovered or uncovered in uh, in Jack versus the tornado. As uh, I don't know, should I tell everybody? <laughs> they, um, well, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay, okay. No spoiler alert. We won't say, uh, even though okay. kids are not likely to be listening. But <laughs> um, just in case. Well, thank you so much, Minda. I've had a great time just chatting with you, and it just felt so natural and so much fun. Um, and I hope that maybe you can come back when number four, the mystery one, comes out, and we'll talk about that one too, and more, more oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I would love that. I would love that. Okay. Yes, fantastic. Okay, well, readers, you know where to buy her books. You want to? Um, they can go to treestreetkids.com, and they can find you mm-hmm. on social media as well. Um, so please go buy those books for. Uh, for the young adult, middle, well, the middle, it's kind of middle school, mm-hmm. ages 8 right. through 12. Although I'm hearing a lot of a lot of adults like them, too, so that's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming uh, today, for being a part of this. Thank Bye-bye. you, Linda. Thank you.